0: Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm a
1: collection of planets in one
0: sign of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you now? I feel creakier than normal. I was like, I haven't, I don't think I've spoken until we got here. Uh, yeah. I definitely
1: didn't talk until we got here. <laughs> I just woke up. I've
0: been,
2: I've been like talking to myself all morning, but I mean, it's like a little that's a little different. I kept waking up because I thought I was hearing a demon in my room last night and then it was just the fan I found out Whoa. this morning. But it was one of those where it was like I was just too afraid to check. Where yeah. you just like wake up at like five a.m. And you're like it's like I hear like boom boom and then like a quietness and then like and I was just like it just sounded just like too scary. Demonic. It sounded too scary to check, so I just sat there kind of like, well I'm just gonna be awake until this doesn't end, and then Pab slept in really late, so I'm just like putzing around the house. And before you guys got here, I'm like, okay, hey, they're like coming here in like ten minutes. So wake the fuck, wake the fuck up! Uh, I bought toilet paper so we can all wipe our asses. And he's like, wow, this whole world's happened in this brief morning. And I'm like, yeah.
0: I had the other night a like. I feel like a lot of comics have been doing jokes about sleep paralysis recently Uh, and they've been just like talking about it. So it's been maybe in my mind, but I had a dream. My bed faces both the like bedroom door and the closet door and the closet door was kind of open. And so there were we were hanging clothes to dry like after washing them. So there's mm -hmm. stuff in the thing. And I woke up but, like, not awake, and there was just, like, a clown man standing in the closet door smiling and waving at me. No. But it was... I brought up the sleep paralysis thing because I was aware that I was making it up or, like, that it wasn't actually there, but I also couldn't really... Do anything, and so I kind of just closed my eyes and was like, "Is this gonna be gone when I wake up?" Or I mean, when I open them again, and I close them for a few seconds, and then it was still there. And then I just kind of had to keep doing that until it eventually became because I knew logically it was the shirts, yeah. like it wasn't a clown, <laughs> but I just kept still seeing. I it. see that all the time.
1: Too. Oh, no. I also worked in downtown, and I think that this idea of like. <laughs> <laughs> like people who like Halloween shit. I'm like, why don't you come work downtown for one day and see all the people who are full on covered in face clown tattoo? Oh, no. And then be like, I like scary stuff. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. You. I forget This isn't a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. This is like people's
0: Halloween, like, I'm going to fucking stab someone environment. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you on that, where it's like, you should be scared. Th- like, there's real stuff to be scared of. Yeah. It's not cute to be, like, spooky. And- I mean,
1: like, you're going to go on a group outing once a year, fine. But, like, the whole fucking...
2: September, come on I will, Maybe that is what it is too Because Halloween is starting to like peak out And I didn't feel ready for the switch from, I'm still in summer I'm still in summer mode Like I was actually mad when I was like about to head out to Mendocino And get the summer sandwich And they switched it on September 20th To the fall sandwiches And I was like it's just too can we just agree falls October and I mean, and beyond. The well, September was hot here. Yeah. It's too hot here, but even I mean, global warming, it's hot everywhere right now. I yeah. feel like we're still in the we're still in the heat wave.
0: I mean, being a native Angela, that's always been the thing is where it's like Halloween time. You were always like, oh, it could be either freezing or I could wear like you would have to you'd kind of like run the risk of needing to wear a sweater with your costume, but you might be able to wear your genie costume just fine. <laughs> so it's not I to me, I do feel an energetic shift, though, into fall, which I love. And maybe it's just because we've been reading about stuff and mm-hmm. I've been like thinking about it in those more like metaphysical terms and not actually like oh and and because fall we never have we don't have seasons like that here so I never think of it as like oh it's colder out or it's chilly like I'm just like oh fall is when yeah like that kind of stuff happens but
2: maybe I'm feeling this like and I don't know if it's like aging and it probably is and maybe it's like because summer's so social but when I think like I'm already getting like random Halloween anxiety I'm like oh fuck I have to like Dress up and social... Like, I'm already feeling that, which I've never felt before. Usually I'm like, hell yeah, Halloween's here. Let's dress up, let's go out. And now. I'm like, oh, like, I want to wear, like, a Poe Teletubby costume, but, like, alone in my own house, like, ar- around no one, which is probably what I'll be doing <laughs> on this Halloween.
0: I'm over Halloween. Yeah, me too. I'm done. I'm fucking over it. Is it,
2: is it 30s? Done. Is that,
0: like... Oh, no, I don't know. I My ex's birthday also is Halloween, so uh, I'm over it for a while. Bye. I think it's just... It's one of those things where... Uh, and I, I don't, I love a dressing up. I love a Mm -hmm. costume. I love, I think it's fun to like have a chance for people to be funny and creative, but I just feel like there's too much pressure put on it. And it's like a, uh, Also, it's just like who cares? I don't know. Like I don't like costumes. I think they're for skinny people. (laughs) I mean, that's true too. (laughs) I I like. I do like. uh Maybe it's that. I mean, maybe that is what I'm over. That there is like this cycle that I go into of like. This is thinking back on Halloween's past. Not so much recently, but these ideas of like, oh, I've got it. You, like, it's like a second summer wave where it's like, oh, got to get in shape for Halloween to yeah, wear a fucking no. costume. And-
2: uh, I'm always like a frumpy ass Furby. So I guess I'm always like covered in like mass fur. Like I like the creation of costumes, but maybe I just went to more costume Parties in general And like my In my youth And now it's like The only costume day Of the year And I think It's what you're talking about Julie, like this pre- It just feels like Too high stakes For like It's Halloween It should be fun And
0: you don't want to be A bad sport But also yeah. like I don't care I don't want to like i don't want to spend the money i don't want to do the time to like come up with it if if time and money were no object then yeah i would love to do like a heidi klum level (laughs) wild ass costume (laughs) like i i love being over the top as fuck and i like that kind of stuff but it's like for what for a fucking like to get drunk at silver lake (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) don't tell everyone where we're going
0: (laughs) Bleep that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, last <laughs> night I was
1: uh, walking and walking a dog around one in the morning. And I uh, I saw this couple walking on the other side of the street and they were looking at me. And they just, they looked, I don't know if this is a correct term, so feel free to correct me, but they looked inbred.
2: Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean that could that could be a correct term I depending if they I don't know if it is or not. Did they have like extra fingers and... I don't know. They <laughs> no,
1: just have this get, face like he'll have eyes kind oh, of Oh yeah, me. that's
2: like inbred incesty. And I was like very
1: afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I, started, I ran in the other direction. You str- you no, ran, I, I ran? I ran. I ran home. I mean And I swear to god I just I have an app That tells you about crime in your neighborhood. And I don't know if it was them or someone else. But, like five minutes after i got home someone got robbed at knife point right where i was
2: the inbred twins or it
1: could have they could have been the victim too i don't know oh shit the inbred twins got stuck or i don't know or it could have just been like someone else yeah i have no idea but i was like oh i like sensed fear
0: and like for once i actually like hell yeah took action dude i've been listening to that crime junkie podcast and they have one of their things is they do like life rules where they they're like it's never they're whenever they talk about someone whenever someone like comes upon a body they always say the same thing they're like oh i thought it was a mannequin and so one of their rules is like it's never a fucking mannequin <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. a bot. like they it's yeah, not yeah. a mannequin uh but they're it's they always are talking about like go with your gut mm-hmm. because people are always I mean, that's the thing where it's like, okay, what's the worst that happened? Like you I have a funny, re- st- yeah, you have a funny yeah. story about mm-hmm. this, but like you avoided a scenario and I've been listening to too much true crime. I feel like because I'm like, uh, my, my sensors are extra tingly and I feel like it will give like reading situations yeah. that aren't dangerous as dangerous. So you got to like take a break now and then, but I'm all for fucking running.
2: I, I, i feel like that's so weird because I like was on the, I was like listening to my random queue of podcasts with dreams from like comedy things, from astrology things, and this. And I was like, I need like a serialized scary story again. Like I've been through the gamut, but like I'm like I don't know. if There's that weird timing. Maybe it, it is leaning in the Halloween season, or maybe I'm just like okay, summer was fun, and I can pop in here and there for a pod. But like I'm ready to get back on some like.
1: Did you see Unbelievable?
2: No. It's, oh, oh, is that the show you posted mm-hmm. in the group? No. Yeah. It's but true, I, you, I you're mean, warning.
1: Like, yeah, it's pretty. Pretty violent. You told me about
2: Mindhunter, but I'm also Mind open to podcasts as well. It's Not
0: a podcast; it's a show. Mm-hmm. Definitely watch Unbelievable. Trigger warning for sure, but yeah. it's important. It's like a I th- yeah,
1: but I, it might be triggering, so it's like yeah. if you feel like you can watch it, yes, watch if you're it. capable
0: of it, it's it's, it's definitely like SVU, difficult. Lo, um, okay, it's Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm listening right now to to Live and Die in L.A. Okay, which is a weird like true crime hosted by Neil Strauss, author of the, the game. Okay. (laughs) But it's, I don't know how to feel about it. And please like, I don't, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like sound off because it was, it's old now, but it was yeah. going on while it was still like an active investigation, oh. which feels like a weird point in podcasting that we're getting to, Right, where that is like where someone, because he said that the family of the victim reached out to him to like bring notoriety to the case, right? which makes sense, but also just seems it... I don't know how to feel about it.
2: Yeah. Well, sometimes that is like a new MO and maybe that just shows how bad like the justice system is all corrupted where it's like, yeah, no one cares about this at all. So maybe if we like find like a good audio network, it will like have people come forward and bring up issues with the case. And like, I feel like we see that now with so many like TV shows and podcasts where people are getting retrials and getting shit that they definitely wouldn't have gotten before without like just straight up media attention I mean that's the whole like West Memphis three thing to like back in the day with HBO which is like I mean uh, these things happen all the time but when you shine a spotlight on a specific case it's like I mean it's fucking fascinating well
0: I think we we put a lot of I mean not so much now and certainly not like people of color but I think that there is just kind of like an inherent trust that the justice system works To a certain degree or like, oh, if if a crime, we have to have it in our minds that like, oh, if a really heinous crime happens, of course they're working to solve it or whatever. Because if we walk around thinking about crimes not being solved, then we'd all go crazy. But then when you highlight how difficult it is for situations that seem like they shouldn't be difficult to solve or help, but because of bureaucracy and all of those things, it's Mm -hmm. important that we know about that and I think yeah. people are like it seems kind of uh what's like opportunistic maybe to a certain degree but it also is like yeah we don't we don't know about it unless you're going through it and
2: mm-hmm. well I think it like relates to comedy in some ways too because it's like everything feels like, oh, if that happened to me, that'd be crazy, or that'd be ins- X, or that'd be Z, and it's just like, I think everyone, if you put your, like, if you try to look at it from a first-person perspective of you being in that situation, you're like, oh, this can happen to, like, getting pinned for something couldn't just, ha- can just happen to you, and again, yeah, people of color is like, never shown the light, and it's always like, oh, this random, like, white guy in Wisconsin, like, that's really sad, but it's like... Yeah, I guess it's a trip of like what we're supposed to care about, or what makes it like wow, the justice system is broken. Look, they even got this guy, <laughs> which who should be safe in the eyes of like the law and day to day functioning.
1: But yeah, I think like I mean, podcasts. We don't have like paperwork, you know. We don't have like things we have to check off, mm. so it's like a different style of investigating or a different style yeah. style of research. Like we don't have like. As much as we want to, like, be honest and stuff with our listeners, it's, like, mm-hmm. we don't have to, like, check certain boxes or, like, get approval for things. It's, yeah. like, oh, if I'm just if I'm just doing an investigation, like, I'm just going to go dig through someone's trash. Like, <laughs> I don't need to get a permit or yeah. anything. Mm-hmm.
2: And I guess it depends if it's, like, brought to you by the New York Times. I'm sure they do different, like, journalistic sure. hoops. But, yeah, if you're, like, a really... Gung-ho on some kind of case like you can just kind of Get started I think that's what I like the what's the One like the vanish or like the Atlanta um, monster yeah. too Or something they're just like yeah this was just interesting So here we go Here we go well it's
0: also like low stakes For the public to get Involved too because I think that Unless you are someone who's like listening to Police scanners and reading oh my Going God. through public records and Stuff like that you wouldn't know about these cases Unless someone who just takes an interest In this kind of stuff uh, like, Digests it for you And gives it to you And listening to a podcast takes no effort On the listener end But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Now you know about a th- uh, a phenomenon that's happening Or a, a injustice that goes That happens all the time And now you can get involved Because you didn't have to go dig through Not everybody is like an investigator And I think right. a lot of people want to Want to help or care about these things But it's a lot for it's a lot for everybody. It's a lot to go again. That's like people have to go to work and make money and talk to their moms. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, we can't, we can't do everything all the time. Mm-hmm. That yeah.
2: reminds, Oh, sorry. That just reminds me before podcast listening, there's this website and I, I probably still exist. If you Google like ambient music, police scanners and you can click police scanners from all over the world. And it's set to like basically just trancy, ambient music but it's like they're overdubbed on each other and it's like surprisingly very soothing because a lot of the calls are just like oh someone knocked over a garbage can like they're not always like high stakes it's just like straight up whatever anyone's talking about so oh, yeah. if you google ambient police scanner very fun
1: the app i use i'm not going to tell you what it is because it's an anxiety provoking but <laughs> it's all self-reported so oh um it's really annoying yeah like it's just really annoying because like well there's always that one neighbor if, you don't know if it's real mm-hmm. and so it's like oh like one i saw was men with guns <laughs> and it's like well what i love that, that band mean? yeah <laughs> like and it's like someone just is fucking around like, yeah Like a bunch of comments on there, like, "Oh, this is like unfounded reporting. Like, no one else saw it." Mm -hmm. Man, Uh,
2: on the app, on the app, watch. I did get recommended a new astrology app from a dear friend, Callie, Taurus. What's up? Um, Look at this fucking. It's called Monad, and it's like, it's like an. It shows you everything where everything is like astrology wise, and then it also like you can like zoom in and do like the spheres of stuff and like Ooh, switch okay. it all around. I mean, I haven't played with it too much yet, but it, cause it's like, it's very involved, but it's pretty cool way to visualize like what goes into your natal chart. Like literally like, Oh, and you can go back in time and go forward in time and do like, look at where everything is, but I'll put links. I'm actually getting better at putting links. I'm putting all the things in one thing. Uh, but Monad, I thought it was like a very fun to my little Astro folder. and like you can flip it around yeah and then see where it's light and dark and i don't know that that was fun
0: i think that's really cool of being able to see it in terms of like what it actually looks like in the sky because we do look at just a flat chart so much or reading reading what aspects are happening like (laughs) just as like a oh this is oh jupiter square neptune Mm -hmm. as like a thing that you're reading about but not thinking about what it actually looks like Mm -hmm. well especially since
2: we talk a lot about you know getting into accesses and like other shit like that too i think it's like oh yeah i'm like i don't know for visual learners it's very like oh yeah there's literally saturn i can see it and it's next to neptune and it's doing this and um yeah monad that's really cool i I don't know where it's from i don't know like who made this thing but monad baby yeah
0: that's a good app i think too i've uh, for what else is in my astro A skeptical folder? person Right Because uh, again I feel like we talk about it like Because there's such this like divide Did you see you, I'm sure everybody saw that tweet I think they posted it in the Facebook group Where it was like Uh-oh. Uh men dismiss astrology because Mm of the you know whatever like perpetuating that and i think that we do talk about it like we're talking about something separate but we are talking about literally the placements of the actual planet it's not like we're talking about some other like we don't we don't conceptualize the sun as like a different sun or a representational sun it is still like math and all of that and even though it's more psychological leaning and personality based. It's not, it still is talking about literal things. We don't make up like <laughs> planetary placements and yeah.
2: stuff. Well, and I think I mean it just goes and I think it's something like we obviously talk about in our Facebook group and on the pod where it's just like it's still like the meanness too of just being like, obviously you're dumb if you believe in anything that's like this. And it's it's just like that aggressive male Leaning energy that's just like Okay I get it like I already have to like police Like the things I wear and like the way I like take my Routes home but can you like just Fucking fall back from like Making fun of me for like thinking about the moon (laughs) For like Oh, also If you put on future Oh my god Future slide It shows you like how it's gonna keep progressing So you can really see And also like seeing the like Chart or like the house the houses start shifting eventually. Anyways, it's just, it was a fun one to tinker around all like joint, joint stoned. Um,
0: Hell yeah. Check out stoned. the Monad, Monad. Monads. We'll have the link.
2: I hope they're not like the Coke brothers, but I don't think, <laughs> at least one's dead, so I don't think it is.
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean shout out. Yeah. Shout, yeah. If you tricked us like that, <laughs> I mean, you you deserve it. You earned it. You did the, you did the work and uh, you got us. Good one. Good one, Good Cokes. job, remaining <laughs> Coke.
2: The remaining cook's like, you know what, astro apps, why well, not? What if
0: that was the di- The one who died, his like last wish was like, that, the last thing that we're going to do is get those astro. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of astrology, which yeah. is what we talk what? about, let's get into today's topic. What? Today, this is an often requested topic. We it are talking is. about stelliums. Hell yeah. Yeah. People S- will ask about it all the time. Yeah. Would, I'm not sure why. Um, I think
2: it is. I think it's. When you have so many things in one thing, it does probably feel, like, special. So I think maybe that just, like, jumps out to know. people. Oh, it's a quick Google. <laughs>
0: it's, yeah. It's a
1: real quick Google. But
0: I think that it's one of those things. I think it's, like, I can't think of what a parallel would be. I should have thought of this beforehand. But I think it's something that you find out exists, and then you're like, oh, do I have this? Th- it has like a even though yes you're right you can absolutely i look know like you can double know, join it
1: or something yeah mm-hmm. or
0: something like that it, where it's like oh these people have it and these people don't do i have it and yeah that, and just like forgetting it because it's i think it is a thing that is like special or uh exceptional a lot of the things that i was reading was like oh if you don't relate to your sun sign this is probably why but i think it gets it becomes a prescriptive thing that people say is like a blanket like oh well you have a stellium or i have a stellium in this people mm. like throw it around like that's the the reason why it's true it
2: is like a hot it is like a feel like a very hot Term, I think maybe because it sounds nice it is too, sound- like a stellium. Yes. It's beautiful. I have a fucking stellium, so like, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a cell. Stella- but yeah, I think, um, like on a surface level, it feels very just like, yeah, duh, it's just like a cluster of planets, like, who gives a shit? But actually, I feel like there's like a lot of interesting, not infighting, but the stelliums have definitely shifted in like, in imp- for some people, in importance, and for straight up just, like, what we consider stelliums was interesting because there were some things that I didn't even know about, like, that was kind of, like, rule-bending and shape-shifting
1: from, like, ancient, more ancient astrology to, like, modern astrology. Yes. I don't like having one because I think every time I've always – W- looked in a book to be like, oh, there's like something else I could be. Yeah. And then I look and it's like Taurus again. Mm-hmm. And so oh. it's like I felt like I never got to be like, oh well everyone else has like different things or whatever. And mine is still like wearable What's, what's like, your st-
0: so what's your stellium? It's your son. So wait, before we go forward, oh, like yeah. quickly okay. And, okay, okay. and we'll talk we'll discuss because like Stevie said, there is some debate because I think
2: I have a new stellium that I didn't fucking know about until I started researching this morning. So I was like, oh.
0: Depending on who you ask, <laughs> the conventional wisdom is the stellium is three or more planets in the same sign. Or this was, again, a debatable one to same house. Yep. Uh, some people say it's four. Some people say it's four. Some people say it has to be all Personal in the same house. Planets. Some, yes. Uh, so it, it depends. I... I don't know. I feel uh, I kind of am on the four side Oh because someone brought up that it's super common to have, uh, I mean, Mercury is never more than 28 degrees away from the sun. So having a sun-mercury conjunction is super common. Right. Uh, a lot of people have it. And Venus also is usually in there too. Within two signs, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it. It was like someone, one person a week has has sun moon. I mean, sun Venus Mercury conjunct. Right, and then the moon changes fairly quickly, so it's like pretty common to have a sun moon conjunction. So it was like three can happen fairly often, but four or more is like kind of wild. But I also think that having three still, if we're talking about just like a concentration. Three is enough to have a
2: concentration in something. Right, right. Yeah, I thought basically everything to what you're saying was like how many different credible astrologers and sources were really kind of spread out on all of this. So I think it goes back into like, It's like the same if you want to use different house systems Or if you want to like If you're more into different You know uh, The asteroids having more importance or not Like I think your stellium rules are gonna basically be like If you think If you think having all like the same house is a stellium Like And that relates to you Okay cool And I think the four is just like an extra juiced stellium I mean even like say if you have five Then like you're fucking extra extra juiced
0: um but I I
2: think the 3 the 3 is interesting especially if they're in the same house. I think I think there's yeah. so many pieces to the stellium puzzle between the planet stuff and the house stuff.
0: I think it's 3 or more but I think Going back to why everybody asks about it so much, I think if you apply the like four or more rule, then Estellium becomes something that like is really a point of contention in your chart mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of people have three or more in a thing. So it's right. like don't, don't freak out or be like, oh, I'm doomed or oh, mm-hmm. I'm only this thing, you know. I don't know. Use your discretion. But where is your what do you have
1: i have a general generational stellium and capricorn in the eighth house and i have mercury jupiter the sun and ascendant in taurus and all the planets are in the 12th Ooh, okay
2: so that generational i have that stellium too. the capricorn mine's in the sixth house and i remember maybe back in like the early days of first kind of being like stelliums all right what's this And then, like, hearing this, like, maybe it's just rumors or maybe it's just, like, something I convinced myself that, oh, well, outer planets, like, don't matter for stelliums because, obviously, everyone has this thing, so it's not that interesting. However, I found this crazy-ass Facebook note from this astrologer, um, Peter Novak okay did you guys see this Mm -hmm. okay i'll put i'll put a link because i'm gonna use my capricorn stellium in the sixth house for good i'm gonna add links i have them in this doc. they're going in libsyn they're going on the pod um but he was just talking about like and a few other astrology places too with stelliums we're talking about our little capricorn outer planet group and how that was super rare which i i don't know why i didn't think it was that rare maybe it's because i just know so many people with it, and I'm like, yeah. this is common because everyone I know in this era in was a generation. A When we first
1: started looking at people's charts, it was like every one week because it was like people we it, knew, yeah, like, and, yeah,
2: yeah. And then it's like, oh, actually, that's not as common, so I'll put a link. But he goes through every time there's an outer planet stellium, which is very rare, and he starts straight up in April, year 187 AD, with the Roman Empire. Wow. Um, going through basically it's every 84 ish years, is like a big uh, cluster of outer planets and that usually for us in the 80s like he talked about uh, you know like the Berlin Wall and the end of the Cold War and just like this uh, collapse of Soviet Empire and like all this other stuff um, and I think in the two like coming it's coming up again which is probably the soonest it's come up since it's part of our Saturn and everything returned in March 2020 is the next like, when they're all really meeting again in the outer. So uh, I'll put a link to that. But I think that kind of changed. I never considered myself to have a technical stellium because I always considered the outer planets like, I, I just like, no, everyone has this. So I don't think it's that. And in, and also that three versus four rule. I was like, well, I have three, but everyone in my like little age cluster has this. But then also after talking to Jessica Lignato a little bit more about like the outer planets, which is a great episode to get reacquainted with that. And then reading this like, fucking epic long <laughs> Facebook note from Peter Novak. I thought it was like very uh it changed my perception of like what stelliums can definitely be and represent. And the stuff I read about mine in its house placement were like really like super connected for me.
0: Well I think it's a good distinction to make between a generational stellium and like yeah. a personal if your personal planets aren't involved. Because it is it's totally conceivable that a generational stellium is a different like that is absolutely still a focus and mm-hmm. a concentration of energy in a specific area and a specific kind of uh energy mm-hmm. that not everybody has and can relate to and maybe you don't feel it on your your person, but it still is influential and it still is, has shaped you and still shapes your outlook and your worldview. Yeah and all totally. those things. That's totally totally understandable
2: totally and then i saw some other you know getting into like what is it is it four or is it three is it houses or is it this what if you have four planets but they're in different houses does that count like there was a lot of like you know back and forth and then i was even seeing for some like let's say you have personal planets that are all on one sign that you need to have one outer planet in that group to be counted as a step that's what some astrologers were saying and i was like jesus christ i'm like we're gonna get into there's like six I to that
1: one whatever that is <laughs> three personal planets and a outer all in the same sign well, i don't know because they're rising out. it's like not a planet but yeah i, I mean know. it's still the it's, con- yeah yeah this w- yeah. yeah. is like the cusp of the stellium or mm-hmm. like for the house anyway i don't know i don't know exactly how that works because yeah i don't know because it wouldn't be in the 12th house or the verse. right but I
0: think it's I think that that's one where it's like we you can split hairs about it but to me that's like of course you have that to me is for sure a stellium I would it's say like, that too but who knows what someone else might yeah. say well
2: and I think that's the thing to just know like if you're gonna have conversations with your friends or if you commission you know get readings from different astrologers they might have a different viewpoint of what counts but that's like again It's a man-made interpretation That is going to like ebb and flow Of like what's important Versus what's not important So I think it's just like Good to know for like your own self Like because when I saw Some people were saying That you can have a house stellium Where you just have multiple planets Three or more planets in one house I'm like oh so I have like An 11th house stellium I have two different Two Taurus, two Gemini All in the 11th house But when I was reading about House stellium Like mainly focused house stelliums I totally related to that too And like I think it does depend on like what you feel from those stelliums like maybe if you read about a house stellium you're like I don't connect to that then okay but maybe your other stellium you do stelliums are super common is also yes. what I, also, <laughs> I guess I'm trying you to get have at have one
1: you will die yes
0: <laughs> and, well, and if you don't have one you, you will, will also, also die, die. <laughs> you'll also die one of the things i read is that there can be also be you could have a triple conjunction and not a stellium because whatever. of the degrees yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can so again i think i think the So we've talked about, you know, the debates between what it technically means, but what it means representationally, symbolically, is it's a heavy concentration in one kind of in one sign or house energy. So here's where I think it's important to notice where you have where you have concentrations Mm -hmm. anywhere in your chart because it's a place where you might have a lot of potential and power and and capability but it also might be a real blind spot for you where right. you lose perspective because you're so focused on this thing that was something that i i have a maybe a debatable <laughs> debatable but i have a stellium and sagittarius in the third house my sun uh sun venus saturn and uranus oh yeah that's a i would count and for sure triple conjunction saturn venus uranus mm-hmm. all exact i mean almost exact venus venus uranus are exact conjunct saturn is within a couple degrees okay um but the idea of being, same, ho- all yeah, the same all house all same third yeah um it's you know i related heavy to third house and ninth house uh them ideas, but this uh-huh. idea of like it being something that you're really good at and really focused on, but also where you can really lose fucking perspective because you're there's so much uh, energy there or you give so much thought to this, like being in being in your head, being in ideas, mm-hmm. thinking about things, but not actually doing them and uh, being really concerned, being kind of really over identified with your ideas and and all of those things. So yeah. it's like I don't know. I don't know if it's technically – someone might say it's not, but I for sure am like, oh, no, that's a fucking – it's a stellium. It's a problem. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I would like to see if anyone – and if you have this, maybe you can message me or or post in a group or something. But I find that often when I see stelliums on charts – they are in a house opposite not opposite but like with a different energy than the sign that it's in oh. so i would like to see someone that has like 11th house aquarius stellium or like 3rd yeah. mm-hmm. house gemini you know what i mean and and see like what they feel about do they feel like their life is off balance do they feel like they're very mm-hmm. concentrated and do they feel because i think sometimes like i'm Taurus in the 12th which like those are kind of opposing energies mm-hmm. yeah so it's like I feel a lot of like duality in my life and dichotomy and I'm like, everything exists on a spectrum and I don't even believe words exist and like whatever, <laughs> but like never heard of words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, someone who's like Taurus in the second might be right. very like money. I believe this and like this, I'm strong willed and like that. So. Yeah. You might be a nightmare actually.
0: just That's really interesting. Yeah. Definitely get at us if you have that, because I think that's a great, And one of the things we'll go through, you know, each of the the houses, but one of the things that all readings produced, Mm -hmm. I would say, is that I kind of the way to combat this focus of energy is focusing on the opposite side of it. And I think that having a really heavy concentration of something kind of isn't a problem if it's in the right place Mm -hmm. and not to say that people's charts are right or wrong but what Lisa was saying like oh if it's if you have a heavy concentration of planets that fit in a sign that it's where the sign is comfortable where those energies are going then it is like oh maybe it's maybe it's overpowering or maybe it's too intense but it it kind of isn't that same kind of conflict that we're talking about that I think people feel when they are wondering when we get all the questions about stelliums, I don't think it's because people feel like their energies are directed in the space that they want them to be, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: Well, I think that's why so much online goes with like, it's either like where you fucking rock or it's either like where uh, you might be missing something because yeah, when we put all your eggs in a basket, like, Sometimes it's like, ooh, I have all these eggs in the basket. Or a lot of times it's like, oh, fuck, I, I like, know, really.
0: <laughs> oh, no, all of my eggs broke because I only
2: have this one basket. I have this cheap little wicker basket. Wait, Lisa, where's,
1: what house is your cap outer planet? Eighth.
2: Your a That's where your eighth.
1: Yes. Damn. And it, they're, um, they're all very, um. Two of them are retrograde. It's, like, the smallest little tiny house in my chart, so it's, like, kind of interesting to me that they all fit in there. Mm. But two of them are really close together.
2: Yeah, all my, like, all my cap shit is, like, I mean, my Saturn and Neptune are, like, a degree apart, and then my Uranus is, like, like six degrees away, so it's definitely within there. But I was, like, thinking more about, and I don't know, maybe it's just because it's, like, again, when most of your friends are in your same age range and it just seems, it seemed like a boring part of the chart, but again, getting more connected again to outer planets is interesting, but God, now I'm like looking at this sixth house and I'm like, uh, this all like fits. I'm such a fucking like time Constrained bitch That like needs get, Like I'm I don't know I also had this tarot reading recently That was like taking stock Of like time And inventory And it's like Yeah that's all I ever do Like it's like Literally haunts my brain Like day and Day and night But I guess can be A positive But depending on Maybe other Aspects in your chart and you know Planets and like all those things it can sometimes Like manifest in different ways Again because your chart's not an Island like nothing's an island in your chart Like your stellium's still going to be reacting To other parts of your chart as well
0: Well exactly if it's aspected well With other things that can again be A really a really powerful Positive force Mm -hmm. in you and depending On what planets are in there that might be the thing That like really but even that Too much of a good thing is can Be wonderful and can make you sick sometimes where it's like, even if it's positively aspected, it still is like, yeah, you might need to, to get some perspective, get outside of it a little bit. And it's not because it's bad or harming you or mm-hmm. a problem, but it's just because you still have a full chart. It mm-hmm. just might mean that you only clean this one room in the house and it's dusty somewhere <laughs> else. Not because it's a, just a decrepit house. Yeah. But
1: this is kind of um a tangent, but it was something i was thinking about this morning and you mentioned time time and management stuff and um i think that like sometimes for me i'm so s- focused on my own like time and what i need and like mm-hmm. I, what i have to do this week and like that kind of stuff and like i was just thinking this morning like if you listen to this podcast like thank you for listening cuz that also takes time and it's like to create have to create something means like it has to be consumed in some way. So yeah. it's like, I just appreciate if you like I've listened this far and <laughs> I'm trying to think of other people's time and the way they spend it instead uh, of just my own mm-hmm. in order to like reframe myself as like, yeah, this is not like time at that. The three of us are spending together. This is like the time that like all of us are spending together. And yeah. if you, you contribute to our community and our groups and stuff, I, we appreciate that.
0: Aww. Yeah. That is really yeah,
2: I love that. Yeah, we heard your little stellium question and here we are.
0: <laughs> no, but that is a great uh like perspective shift of of uh yeah, we're we're making this and people carve out time in their time to consume it and mm-hmm. that's really fucking cool. Mhm. Yeah. Thanks guys. I
2: saw like this insane there's so many insane message boards from like a previous speaking of time like from just a previous time like that exists on the internet still and i saw this post on astrology weekly message board in the stellium area which i think it's just i love i miss yahoo questions and yahoo answers yeah and yahoo answers and like message board i mean i know we have like evil like red i mean reddit can be good i but love
1: reddit i'm just getting into it i guess
2: i'm thinking of like ford you know like yeah, there's I like know, I mean, of yeah of course yeah, no. we, b- i know
1: what you mean by <laughs> <disgusting, right?
2: laughs> yes. there's baddies i'm not in that right <laughs> <laughs> i'm not like the
1: astro one yeah
2: <laughs> i do like the reddit ask me any things with like random like famous people or directors or people of note because i think it's like really fun but i saw this one board a post from Graybeard. uh oh yeah i just then this is like again I think sometimes with astrology, there's so many things that feel so simple and like a duh and like stelliums at first when like seeing these requests is like, okay, guys, like, yeah, sure. Uh, It's three planets. Anyways, moving on. But now like thinking about it more, it's like, oh, like so much in astrology is debate. I mean, again, there's it's not science. Sorry. Like it isn't concrete. Like we can't we do have humanistic say into this, but. I liked what he had just like had this little quip that wasn't really about much, but he just said, so you can have a stellium any sign by house or both the stellium um, by sign, you know, can be emphasized quality and elements. And these are essential, but houses emphasize circumstances, which sometimes can just be accidental. And I was like, uh, like I forget sometimes like houses are like, they're literally houses. They're just like, here's where you live. I didn't pick it. Like, this is just like, this is where your planet lives and it's aspected in this. And like, you're just going to have to deal with, like, the circumstances. And I yeah. I thought that was interesting wording for, like, something that, like, I get what he was saying, but I never thought of it, like, that way.
1: Well, mm-hmm. it's also interesting because it's, like, the same as, like, it's set up by when you're born. Yeah. yeah so you don't... That's not something you pick. Yeah. yeah like, well, especially
0: talking about generational ones, too, yeah. where it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not your especially a generational one where it's like, yeah, you had no say in any of the world events going on or the <laughs> way that governments were being run. You're a fucking baby. You didn't, but this is the life. This is the world that you were born into. And mm-hmm. of course that's going to affect you and the way that everyone is around you and the events that unfold and the world that you grow up in. Mm-hmm. So to say that it has to be a personal planet, I think is, yeah, is, is discounting how much that actually has an influence.
2: And I'm not sure if this is like, again true um there was an interesting little like pre-handbook of the stellium handbook by donna cunningham and yeah. she was quoted like she's clearly she's like the stellium diva like yes. she's like and ev- she's everywhere but she mentioned something going back into that like our cluster of those uh, 88 to 89 people and just talking about like those born in the winter months the sun mercury venus and capricorn as well as the outer planets have this powerful like Vibe of like their generation And like have those goals And want to like see those out So I am curious Anyone who's a Capricorn In that time period uh, Make yourself known I want to hear like What Capricorn Like because that You'll be like the most Stellium person on earth If you're like a Capricorn In the late 88, mm-hmm. 89 So tell me what that's about Like sound, sound, I don't know where I'm asking you to sound, sound off. off I guess like the fa- <laughs> Our Facebook group I'll put a link to that again I think it's always in the show notes Um, But I'm I'm curious because I think since my signs feel so like eh, I do, but I don't, I don't like have a hard relate. So I wonder for anyone that's like, uh, and I mean, with the Caroline Calloway thing that just came out with her Sagittarius quintuple thing in the first house, which is very uh, interesting to like read more into astrology. It's like, oh, sh- like she is very like at class A type A, like self, 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 sag and it it's you can hear that in interviews you can hear that in like astrological breakdowns when, i
0: mean talk about have just having a blind spot or like being un, unaware <laughs> I didn't, on purpose oh yeah, any I, it. mean, oh, also, yeah. I mean it's also i mean it's i just absolutely. i have a, a
1: job and <laughs> yeah i just don't fucking
0: absolutely outrageous i was furious after reading that fucking article that i was like why is this this long about well, this bullshit? well and you
2: heard who the other girl is a sagittarius as well and now she's been shopping it to uh, networks for movies and and this and it's like, it's like that girl, that rich girl, buy you all these plane tickets, and this is how you do her. Like, just leave her, leave her alone. Let's get out of this. Because all right. I'm like, no, absolutely <laughs> not.
0: Uh, but also, I do love that they're both Sagittarius. <laughs> I mean, it makes they, des- they deserve each other. Deserve I love you. it. Um, all right, let's go through just some. Brief ideas And again like listen to this for If you do have a stellium Listen to this in terms of the We're going to talk about it In terms of houses But think about them As the signs too So think Mm -hmm. about what sign You have it in Listen for the house that relates to that sign and then also the house that it's in too, to kind of frame it as well. Totally.
1: 29 also has a breakdown of it by sign. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And so did, um, uh, the dark pixie who I've seen Mm -hmm. around. So I'll throw We'll put all the,
0: I'm looking at Lynn coiner who I liked. She kind of was very, um, I thought she was a four, uh, yeah, she's a four, she's a four girl. Um, (laughs) I was about to say she's a four chance. Oh not, my uh, god! <laughs> that's, please, please don't uh, tell Lynn I said that. Um, no, but I liked I liked her reading of it because I feel like she was very like kind of pessimistic about stelliums, which I oh, yeah. personally needed at the time when I was reading it. When I was like, "Yep, that's again that all that yeah. all checks out," and I'm glad to be kind of like not coddled and have it be like, "Yeah, this is a place where you also fuck up a lot." So get. Fucking fix it. Um, All right. I also think that um,
1: authenticity is important to these people. Mm -hmm. They try to like. Oh, to Stellium
2: peeps. Yeah. There is this like, well, I think it is like I'm doing it. So right and like Look at everybody here not even Trying to function I'm, I'm and, not a fake
0: yeah, yeah it's like
2: it is like a don't be a poser Like kind For of sure. vibe. and maybe Just I'm speak again cap six That's like literally like you better be Good or else like I'm gonna judge The fuck out of you
0: well I mean it's Also like uh Identity Stuff where it's yeah. like if a lot of these Things are are uh Part of your Identity all of these th- things in the same place are part of your identity yeah it is a thing of like wanting to be understood in a bunch of different ways through this lens yeah so yeah i think that authenticity thing is is absolutely true um we can go back and forth then between sign and house so first house slash aries um we just were talking about it i mean self-centered uh learning you know being real Self-focused, self-conscious could go either way too, of like either being really narcissistic about it, but also being very um yeah, like self nervous and self-conscious and shy and kind of self-protective in that same way, but being very, you know, caught up in just you. So the mm-hmm. antidote to that is to work with other people, to mm-hmm. have relationships, mm-hmm. to, to slow down. Yeah.
1: Uh Refiner 29 calls you a lot <laughs> <laughs> and that you're some of the most playful.
2: Cute. Yeah. I mean, and not to go back into it, but Caroline could have used, like, an actual business manager, not as another Sagittarius friend, like, enabling. That's the well, mic, and mic drop. Well,
0: think about... I get, but also... Um, the reason why she's drawn to this person is because it's a person that totally inflates and stokes all of her own self, self aggrandized ideas about who she is and what she's capable of. Instead of saying, instead of someone that's balancing out the things that she doesn't have, she's picking someone that says, Oh my God, you're so fucking amazing. You're so great. I would love to just be the person that props you up. And it's like, Oh yeah, of of course. Mm -hmm. That's what I just felt like when I was reading all of it. I was like, yeah, duh. Yeah. All right. (laughs) next second house or Taurus. um this is people that can be good at money but not good at money and resources where it's like you might be because you have so much focus and and energy in this area you might be really good at money but because you're worried about it all the time or because you're so identified with it it can be a place you're never satisfied you are always worried about it you're always focused so much on it so it's you know again this idea of of sharing of getting out of material of getting into the more spiritual kind of realms Mm -hmm. I think another thing to think about the stelliums for all of them is thinking about the kind like the okay if we're in a fixed house that the idea of removing yourself into your more mutable houses or your more cardinal houses is where you can kind of help shift that focus. But if you're in a cardinal house where, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, I'm going to read the parts that I think relate to me. Um, Pursue the relationships that thrill them the most. I think that's accurate. Um, Not a saver, so I'm going to skip that. Uh, (laughs) What was that part about bad with... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Idealistic.
0: Um, Something else that Lynn Coiner brought up was um, delegating, too. Learning how to uh she gave an example of someone who like had a real estate book but was so focused on it like wouldn't let other people promote the thing so then the, their, mm. their business falls apart because they're doing too many parts of it that fixed uh. that fixed middleman kind of energy where it's like yeah let people release control a little bit there so so someone else can help you do the stuff you don't have to have your hands in all of the mm-hmm. all of the things um third house gemini uh Lynn calls you a mental collector with all sorts of ideas and mental interests, but this is, uh, can kind of sometimes be too much. Your mind is too busy, uh, too much, too much thinking, not enough, just acting Mm -hmm. or too much, too much living in your mind as opposed to living in your physical body. So the antidote to that energy would be to do, do things that are physically active and also make sure that you are expressing, Teaching your ideas, not just, you know, turning them over in your own life. Mm-hmm.
1: Refinery29 refers to you as a Tasmanian devil. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, great recipe for friendships across social groups. Uh, maybe pulled in opposite direction. Conflict of the internal and external. So speak from the heart. Ooh. If, is Is your I'm third...
2: third. Third ringing. All right,
0: Taz. I know. I'm like, I love Taz, too. <laughs> I loved Taz when I was a kid. Dude, are going to get me? a Taz tat? Dude. Oh, dude. Get a Taz <laughs> tat. Come I on. had those. Remember those slippers that everybody had where you'd like put your... And, oh are yeah! Mouth, I had Taz slippers.
2: Sound off if you want Julia to get a Taz.
0: Dude, I all, straight up almost bought a on Etsy. I looked thankfully. Taz crop top. <laughs> dude, a ta- not a crop top, but a, it was like a Taz a Taz Dodger shirt that was like oh real, damn. Dude, those ones where it was like I'm gonna buy another one, but this one had stains on it. Thankfully, um. they were honest enough and they showed like where the yeah. stains were, and I was like. It was too expensive to buy a stained yeah, yeah. shirt. But it's those ones where it's like the face on the front and the back on the back. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love those. Uh, yeah. love those. Oh, my God. When the cat shirts have the cat yes, holes on the back. I love it so much. But I for sure relate to I've talked about that, too, of just even like having physical energy where I feel like I'm like a puppy dog, where if I'm not really hyper aware of what my body's doing, I'm just like knocking shit over all <laughs> the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Like, fi- Chunk. Ch- Chunneling is that we're t- funneling that into like dance because that's like mind yeah. and body and, and straight spinning. up spinning, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and the spins, sheesh. All right, uh, fourth house, uh, this would be our cancer people. Um, th- this is a lot about, um, you know, obviously home, home focus, uh, personal, but also past focused, too. Mm. Um, ideas of like. And I think that cancer energy of like little, letting little things, every little thing kind of throw you off being too, too, um, too focused on the idea of like stasis and stability when that is absolutely not how life works or how you our own internal processes work. So learning to um, kind of take Go with the flow a little bit more, um, but also focusing on career stuff outside of your home, not your not your own personal thing. What's what's bigger outside in the world? Mm hmm.
1: Refinery twenty nine says a blessing and a curse. Um, We all need the empathy that you have um, yet. It may. Make you feel wounded I guess mm-hmm. um, Once you learn how to care for yourself You can
0: become some of the greatest caregivers For others love it Damn The um, Yeah this Lynn Coiner gives an example Of someone that she knew with the Fourth house stellium who helped adoptees Find their biological parents Whoa um, Which sound, is like a perfect one but it's these yeah I think that's a great One of like finding how you Instead of focusing on Maintaining your own Like, comfort all the time using your pain to help other people find that same kind of like Mm -hmm. comfort home base caregiving yeah
2: but i feel like that can also be so dangerous for the cancer folks too since there's such a like like the the flame to all the like needy like i'm thinking more of like relationship dating things wise of like all the like leeches and suckers just like come out of the woodwork so i guess it's something to like be extra noted i think if you have that fourth house stellium or cancer stellium is like you have all like so much love to to
1: give yeah um fifth house (laughs) cancer friend this weekend Oh, he gave me a huge bag of um weed and <laughs> then like ten minutes later he was like looking at his pockets, he's like, I lost all my weed <laughs> <laughs> I'm like do you, do you want this back? That is a can that's like I don't <laughs> is know if so they're stallion, but like, I'm gonna, so that's sad a- he's like I lost all of my weed. I'm like, You gave it all to me. Oh. It's so funny.
0: Bless your heart, um, <laughs> fifth house or Leo. Uh, this is a lot of creativity, but there can be a lot of uh, this can be a lot of like options um, or difficulty, kind of navigating your role in romance or just like the drama. I think it's like being too caught up in in all of that mm-hmm. kind of personal. Stuff uh, might not have children, but if they do, their children might take up a lot of their energy as well, or just kind of again, these ideas of like childlike things being mm-hmm. um, overly important or focused on that. And the way to kind of solve that is to be have some group, some group energy. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, Refinery 29 says, if. If someone has a Leo stellium in their chart, you probably already know. <laughs> which I think is funny. <laughs> um drama, generosity and volume. Mm-hmm.
2: I could see maybe since I feel like Leo tends to be more focused, I feel like that might be like a recipe for like really indulging in like the play or like the more like fab like the more fabulous things, which I think if you have like a little bit of Leo, I think it's usually like a nice keep you on track, but I feel like if you're like the biggest lioness in all the land. That's probably like, I mean, it's probably really hot and cool, but <laughs> it yeah. seems like it could be a lot. I
0: mean, I think of it as like, oh, are you going to be like an adult child? or Are you going to help other people find their sense of play mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. like bringing that you could be caught up in just like, I'm thinking of, like, Richie Rich or whatever, but, like, an adult (laughs) Richie Rich that's, like, oh, look at all these fun things. I'm, like, doing all these things. I'm this thing. But it's, like, you could also, like, help actual kids yeah, or something like that. You know, like, be still be an adult Mm -hmm. and do that. Or uh, one of the things Lynn Coyner brought up was, like, treating people like your children or, like, being a mother figure, being those things of, like, that could be. Again, something that's you're too caught up in where it's mm-hmm. like you can't let people, kids grow up and then they go out. So yeah. you have to let them do that. So don't hold on too tight or you can like help foster that in mm-hmm. a great way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixth house, Virgo. Um, this is a, a health uh, placement too. Sixth house is where we find um, congenital health uh, things. So looking at the signs, you might have uh, a... If you have a, the examples that Lynn Coyner brought up were like if you have a stellium in Libra in the sixth house, you might have back problems. Or if you mm. have – what was the other one that she said? um, Kidney-connected – oh, stomach. Yeah, if you have a cancer one, you might have d- digestive issues or something like that. So look, if you have any of those, that might be someplace to look. Gemini might be allergies, respiratory problems. Um, but this is a place where you might – we talked about this kind of in the Virgo episode might get too caught up in the kind of day-to-day tasking of things mm-hmm. the perfection obsessing perfectionism or you know work workaholic in a small sense not in a like what is this work leading to in a like oh i need to do all of the little day-to-day things as opposed to doing those things and letting kind of similar to that Taurus energy i feel like too like the delegating the This, the letting, letting some little things slide in service of a greater, a greater service. Damn. Busy,
1: worrying, efficient, productive. They can have it all. That's me. All right. But also, like, I
2: have, like, a to-do list that's, like, send that email. Which is, like, I think it's, like, just the Aries moon fucks me and, like, all this, like, Constant like in concentrating and doing things that I just get like I have like too many like I've like three to do lists <laughs> and like list and boxes just like run my life, which is like good and bad, but maybe it's just like not worrying about like oh I'm such a like uh, a tracker and a keeper and just being like, Yeah, I'm just a fucking I'm a tracker and a keeper, mm-hmm. lean into it. These can be used for good, not evil, even though sometimes I feel evil.
0: <laughs> well it's I think it's just are you using it in a way are you using it to track and make sure you're getting things done because that's important to you? Or are you using it to weaponize against yourself? Look at how much you're not getting done or focus on things. Are you able to, to do both things? Yeah.
1: My mom told me this because I was like crying about something and she was like, Oh, you didn't know (laughs) when you worry, you have to do it twice Mm -hmm. because you have to worry about it all day. And then you have to go do the thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I was like, all right. Yeah. Thanks. But no, that wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's, ugh, sheesh, you know, for Martia. some people,
2: danger is their middle name. For my, my middle name is dread. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm built on dread. That's, 100% dread.
0: I mean, we're talking about Stella, Like, again, I'm like, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, fit, that is where I do things fucking 12 times
2: Uh (laughs) in a day because
0: i'm so fucking focused on it uh all right seventh house or libra these are lynn says you're the people that are least likely to marry or stay married wow because it's so it's so focused on things so you might be obsessing about your relationship or you might be uh like someone who is super focused on the relationship when you're in it but then not pay any attention to it when you're not in the environment of that person so wow. like one-to-one relationships might be like oh I'm really I'm thinking about you and I'm super polite and and thoughtful when I'm around you but then I like fucking forget who you are when I'm with a different person so it's too
2: because it's know. like relationships in general so it seems like maybe just like having these like relationships, whether it's like with romantic or with friends or family or
1: coworkers, it's like you're just like relationship being all over town. Yes. Well, that's like when you're a teenager and you're like boy or girl crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like always, and it's like of course that person doesn't like you because you're fucking like yeah. boy yeah. crazy. You know, you're have, like me, I me 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 like you know. Have you guys
2: seen? I just rewatched it last night. uh, Ingrid goes west yes Mm -hmm. um it's really good i feel like it fits in the category of like good girl movies i mean anyone can watch it but like cook clueless or a jawbreaker um plaza is like it's long story she's like just a stalker and she finds this instagram influencer who's played by elizabeth olsen but uh and she's married to kurt russell's son in the movie and he looks like basically a ginger kurt russell he's really good but there's, like, a breakdown scene because she's, like, everyone she meets, she's, like, oh, my God, you're the best. I love you so much. You're, like, the best. You're awesome. You're my, actually, like, my best friend. And, like, but she does it to, like, the gas station attendant and to this person. And then there's just a scene where her husband's, like, everything's the best. That re- that restaurant, it's the best. You just got to try it. It's the best. That person's the best. And I was, like, "Uh, oh, like... Like it, it's cool when someone's that excited about everything, but then there's something that comes off disingenuine when you're like, thi- everyone be the best it can't everything can't be the best. So I feel like Elizabeth Olsen's character is like S- seventh house stellium and like so 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 and like just the aesthetics and Libra-ness. It's very uh, it's a good movie. Inger goes west. Check it
1: mm-hmm. out. Refinery Twenty Nine says that your urge to second guess your choices makes it difficult for you to know when you found the balance you crave. Damn,
0: that's a good that makes sense within all of this too because it's just like constantly thinking about like oh is this relationship I mean we're talking about it more I feel like in in like romantic terms but that could also just be in any kind of one-to-one relationships where it's like oh did I do is this person like me is this right is this whatever but it's you got to just fucking chill sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) eighth house stellium or Scorpio this is all about things that are out of your control Um being obsessed with controlling that which is uncontrollable and or or uh the kind of like I I I feel like this one kind of eludes me in in how you describe it exactly but it is the the antidote to this is con- taking making sure you're taking care of the things you can control and then understanding that the rest of it is just going to unfold so mm-hmm. it's like making sure that you are, you know, personally, they talked, again, this is eighth house, so finances uh, again, Uh, but like making sure that you are personally in control of your finances. This to me speaks of like, uh when we learn about like celebrity things of someone else who was like stealing all of your money or whatever, like mm-hmm. of being aware of who, it, like controlling the things you can, being in there, but then also understanding that, you know, shit happens. So you can't obsess about, Controlling things that are inevitable Or that are not within your control But you can take care of things That you can
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Make decisions deliberately Hard to get to know Uh, But they'll stick around If you do Hmm.
2: I mean that makes sense. Like the other, I mean other people's finances. I feel like is a big, mm-hmm. you know, Scorpioy theme of just like who's in your inner circle that you can. And I think Scorpios, well, they have like that heightened sense of like who's good and bad. I feel like sometimes like the you can let in someone who's initially good, but they can become bad. But they're so loyal that sometimes it's like it's hard to like take away that like the blinders of like no, they're like bad. They started good. You were right. You were correct in your assessment in the beginning of this person, but now it's time to like. Maybe just let it go. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, There also might be uh, some sexuality things here, too, of just worrying about it or, um, I mean, I'm sure just like shame around that or just kind of feeling conflicted or uh, between sexuality and spirituality. Hmm. Uh, Ninth house. Uh, This is, again a thinker, not a a doer, uh, someone that is super like philosophical and theoretical, but might have difficulty in actually putting those things into practice. Someone Mm -hmm. who might be overly moralistic, Mm -hmm. um, might be too tied to like the thing that Lynn Coiner says is that, uh, should never be, these people should never be too like set on any one you know, belief or religion or something like that. They Uh need to be free to kind of explore different ones and get other ideas and, and kind of be unsure about what they believe because they're always searching and, and thinking and pondering about these things. Mm -hmm. Um, Travel like the third house is also a great place where you can gain perspective if you have a ninth house stellium. Um, Yeah. Okay. Reckless,
1: funny, passionate, uh, self-aware, uh, lacking self-awareness and, um, not the case, but may seem uninterested in connecting with others.
2: Damn. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. right. Also,
0: I mean, mine's, it's third. I mean, third your third, ninth.
2: your third and ninth. That's like, those two are like I doing a mean, dangerous tango, I believe.
0: It is, uh, I'm feeling seen. Um... <laughs> 10th house or capricorn stellium i feel like we've talked about this a lot what's up crew this one could be um difficulty with authority figures as well um professional life lynn Coiner's advice uh is professional life should be associated within your own kind of control working from home being your own boss (sighs) things like that because being you know your professional career is a a uh a focus mm-hmm. or whatever. So making sure that you don't not, I mean, you can't avoid people altogether, but I, the idea I would, I would imagine Been working on people. It. Yeah. People being kind of in your way or stopping you or holding you back in any kind of way might be a real source of frustration. So if you can find ways to deal with, um, you know, being, being in your own home, uh, having and having, I think a home life that supports your career life is a is an important thing for these ten thousand million people.
1: Hmm. A dry sense of humor and a ten year plan. Hell yeah! Ooh. I think that's interesting. That's
2: a
0: Tinder bio.
2: That's <laughs> 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 uh, interesting. I guess like generationally, since so many of us are going to have this of like, yeah, like I think we're all awake to like like when you know it's like when parents are like oh you should ask uh that person to like it's it's a, it's like oh. the it's like why the,
0: aren't you on TV yeah. yeah go on Jimmy Kimmel Yeah oh, it's yeah, like the comedian guy, yeah, that I didn't get this SNL job you should G- get that yeah. yeah yeah
2: and i think um Cause our But our our parents could do that That was like the generation where you could do that Where you could just like kind of easily like move up Or get like a 401k or buy a house And do all this stuff and now we know that that's just like We're not in the same situation We're just we're not
0: uh, And well, I think we so gig economy people too of like being your own I mean we've talked about that being different placements too But thinking about all of the ways where it's like Be your own boss start your own thing well, Get rid of
2: Well, And I think we're realizing that time is money time, Like I'd rather Uh if I'm making less but I have like the free time to make my own things or do my own art things or whatever that's like so much more valuable to me than like moving up in like the corporate America like that has no that for me at least that is like no appeal Mm -hmm. um and I think and even working from home like the whole like like let's try to eliminate traffic this is all frustrating like how do we remove things that are frustrating um and dated basically like let's Mm -hmm. like let's reshape all this
0: Uh, 11th house or Aquarius, this can be people that get swallowed up in groups or organizations Um, people that feel like so people that might lose perspective of themselves as individuals because of their involvement in a group Um, also they need so the antidote to that would be working with smaller groups where you can kind of have a little bit more of a personal touch Um, something that uh, Lynn suggests like a group of about five people or less is kind of where, where you're going to uh, learn more about yourself or kind of have some, have some more self perspective, which makes sense because that's enough. That's enough people to sit around a table and have a, that's a kickback, have an individual <laughs> like Person. Whereas, like, if you are part of a, this big group, then it's like, who are, mm-hmm. who am I? Mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. I'm part of this big. I go to this school, as opposed to I am this a student in this class. Yeah. You know. Uh,
1: restless energy. Maybe they feel like their own worst enemy. Uh, intellectual, ambitious, would rather start a new project than finish one. Um, uh, spur others to be more. Uh, Humanitarian or giving
2: Damn Sweet. So this is the one where I have like the two to, Like this is my house stellium So I never even thought about this until Today because I just always was Under the notion that it's just planets And never thought about like doing the Combo and then like reading More into this I was like oh I'm I'm pro the house stellium I related to a lot of the things and I think it pr- It probably depends on the person but Uh Like, learning more in the intro basis of astrology that, like, oh, I have an 11th house sun. That's really going to shape what kind of Taurus I am. And I, like, do relate to all of those things. And then when it's, like, oh, and it's magnified times, like, three more placements, it's, like, oh, I really feel... All of these things like a lady complimented My mesh uh, produce bags And I like pulled her aside and like Gave her the link and was like And I just felt like there was like some Weird like "Ah, I did Good today and it's Like but it's like, why do I get off on these people? Like,
1: well, this- I mean, it's like spurring someone else to do better. Yeah,
2: too. yeah. Like, There's like all these like Aquarian-y um, just notions that I was, which is so funny because Capricorns and Aquarians are the ones when we first started this podcast. I'm like, I don't get them like at all. And then, of course, I have like these stelliums and like both of these signs. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time, every fucking time, it's like, I mm-hmm. n- can't relate. It's like, actually, it's me. Oh, oh, oh shit, it me. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: All right. And finally, 12th house or Pisces Lynn corner calls this the serve or suffer house. Um, these people might come from past life monastery experience. Uh, and in this life they need to get outside themselves or involve themselves in service or they will be neurotic. Um, incoming. I'm reading verbatim here because I feel like this is the most helpful. Um, Lynn says, in coming from a past life situation of seclusion, which formed a life pattern of isolation, they must break this pattern now. This is a need to get outside of oneself and work with others. Uh, it's easy to escape, however, uh, rather than go out into the world. Um, but these people also can't be out or on all the time. They definitely still need alone time to be quiet and kind of um Receive their downloads mm. Not just going out Because I think that that also Becomes the thing That becomes an escape route too Of not So it's that Finding that balance of Quiet Contemplative time But also working with others And being out in the world Not just Not escaping into either realm mm-hmm. Finding a way to be Be in both
2: Cool
1: Um They Hold their imagination inside and need to feel comfortable before sharing, I think is a nice way to describe. I think that the aspect of service is interesting to me as a 12th house person because I recently got thrown into a role of service and I didn't think I could do it and it was really hard for me and I don't know why I volunteered to do it, but (laughs) I did it anyway. And, um, towards the end, I like mentioned to a lot of the people that I was working with, like that I didn't think I was doing a good job and someone pulled me aside and they were like, thank you. You did fine. Like, it's yeah. not that hard <laughs> Just you know, continue doing this, um, and like get more comfortable with it. So I think that's a nice reminder.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: but those are. Those are the stelliums. Um, again, I yeah, I agree where it's like, is it three, is it four? You decide for you. Mm-hmm. I think if you if these things resonate with you, don't I don't think I think it's not an excuse to over identify with any of them or use it as an excuse for why right. you are this thing or whatever. Use this as a as a tool to open your eyes to places where you might have blind spots too i think it's easy for us to be really excited about like oh i'm really good at this thing you know right as we're on a podcast right now i like my third house stellium because i'm like oh that's why i do podcasts and comedy and right. whatever and it's also why i'm totally in my own head all the time and don't mm-hmm. communicate well often so it's using it as a place of of pride but also of progress and growth and and self-awareness and those things too so I would say if you're if you're like oh I have a three but not a four so this doesn't apply to me this for sure applies to you (laughs) and if you're like oh I only have three I don't have four like yeah this because you're feeling like it's you're not special now then yeah you're still you're still fucking special so use it in the way. Use the terms that help you grow. And, and, uh, and if you have two, don't even talk to them. <laughs> yeah. If you have two, you're fucking, what, who cares? Everybody Ooh. has fucking two. Con- conjunct-, right? conjunct. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hello. <laughs> but use, use it in the way that helps you grow and expand and serve the best. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon.
1: You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore
0: pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group.
2: Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com.
1: Thank you so much for listening. What's Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's
2: your